Welcome to the Sooner Surge, a podcast from SurgeSportsNetwork.com. Here is the entire Sooner Surge team. Brody, Hunter, Jason, Jackson, Jeremy, and Traber. He tells it like it is, and I'm going to tell you like it is right now. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Sooner Surge. We've got everyone here today to talk about all things. Yeah, just starting with football, some recent news uh, today. Uh, Javante Barnes at practice was seen on a scooter. So, don't know what the injury is there, but he recently has gotten hurt. Now it's time, I guess, for Marcus Major to step up, guys. I mean, if, jo- if Javante Barnes' injury is serious... If Marcus Major can step up and stay healthy, there's no reason why he can't be running. First off, we don't know anything about Javante Barnes. Yeah, I mean, it could be I like mean, that. That's why I'm saying if it's a long-term injury. That's what I said. We, we know nothing about it. So Yeah, just as far as spring uh, spring camp's been, I mean, spring game's been, what, 19 days from now? So, it, mm-hmm. you know, I think there's going to be a lot of interesting things that happen in the spring game. Um, but, like, one of the biggest things just from hearing coaches and players talk, um, the biggest thing to me that I've taken away is that the Sooners really have good depth in the safety room. And that there's a pretty there's some unknowns. I think everyone on here knows that Billy Bowman is going to be one of those starters. But you got Reggie Pearson, you got Key Lawrence. And with Key Lawrence, we've all heard it every – like, it seems like all the time that he's starting to put some things together, but the consistency has been, been an issue. I think – a lot of us on here really like RSJ and his potential. Um, and then Peyton Bowen, the five-star. So, uh, yeah, the safety room, it definitely has a lot of depth. It's, you know, going to be interesting to see kind of how it plays out over the spring as far as, you know, who steps up in that room. But definitely good to have depth because uh, that's been a position where there hasn't been much of it in the past. Well, I think, I think what you saw last year with the depth is when Bowman got injured, um, I mean, the drop-off. Uh, on that position specifically. Um, and, you know, they just didn't have the depth that they seem to have now. Now, time will tell. I thought they were loaded last year, guys. I mean, going into spring here and everything. I mean, you got to admit, you kind of all thought the same thing. Though. Oh, this is going to be they're, – they're deeper. They're, I mean, and didn't really pan out. So, I don't – I'm hoping it's different this year, really. But, I mean, who, who are you counting on there under other than Bowman? Uh, I would think just from the – limited playing time he got last year rsj showed me that that he's capable um i I don't know key lawrence is a guy that makes plays but also last year he 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 made some great plays and then sometimes he kind of looked a little bit lost so is he going to be the guy that's going to be more consistent um i I don't know what what are your thoughts guys Key, key lawrence is key lawrence has been out of position uh moving back and forth corner and safety over the last year and a half I don't know that he's actually been stuck in one spot and I think that's actually hindered him in his progression uh, as far as his increase in playing time so I think sticking him at safety and sticking with it would be great and then honestly the corners the corners for me is the interesting uh, position group because there's there's some guys there and you've heard great things about some of these guys in the past but yeah. No one really left and jumped ship, so they still got some of those same guys. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. And, and Jeremy, when we talk about the, oh, 
Go ahead, Brody. Go ahead. Brody a good point there, and he's talking about Key Lawrence. Um, he didn't play corner last year, but like you're right, the, the year before last year he was working corner and safety. Um, but I, I think – I don't know how much of it is uh, now he's only playing safety, but I think a lot of it with these guys is now they don't have to learn the defense this uh, – oh, trying to learn stuff they already know it so i think that will really play a big factor into like how much better they can become i think a couple players have said it like now this uh, i think r mason thomas said it they're not as worried about okay am i where i'm supposed to be am i in this in the spot i'm supposed to be and they can just go out there and play so i think that'll help things and then like you mentioned with corner i mean you got woody washington Jaden davis is back and i mean Jaden davis he's an interesting one to me kind of a wild card gentry williams can I Walker is Kendall Dolby playing a uh, corner? I think he will. And then like the two freshmen Wagner and uh, Vickers. And then you add in another really good freshman this summer, Jacoby Johnson. Yeah, true. And I mean, we all heard it. I don't know, Jason, Jeremy, if you guys have heard, but I know probably Hunter, you've heard Josiah Wagner has been taking first team snaps along Woody Washington. It sounds like quite a bit. He really has impressed even over Makari Vickers. I'm super high on both of them. I do think Josiah Wagner will see the field this year. Now, I don't know how much of a capacity, and obviously his playing time could also be hindered on the point that Gentry Williams. But don't you think – I do you think Wagner's staying at corner? Yes. yes. For sure? He's he's 5'10". He's not – I mean, you they can't – They have their six, seven guys at safety. They don't – Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I know they, Hunter's, Hunter's big on Gentry, right? Yeah, uh, you you hear uh, Jeremy, you're a track coach. I think you've seen him run a few times a couple years ago when he was at Booker T. Washington. That guy's just so fast. It's not often you hear people say that he's too fast for the camera, and, and that's how he is. So uh, I'm really looking forward to a year where he's going to get to see the field a lot. And you, we mentioned the depth earlier. Yeah, obviously years past we had depth, but the depth wasn't good. And Let's now go. we kind of cleared we cleared house this year, brought mm -hmm. in all these new guys. The old guys are getting moved out. And then Brody said it before, the guys who were here last year now know the playbook. They're not just – I mean, it's – anyone will tell you the Brent Venables defense is not uh, something you learn overnight. Like, mm -hmm. it's his schemes, everything like that. It takes time. And last year, it, you would look, first, second down, we'd do great. And then it's third or fourth down. It's, yeah. it's the busted and, coverage on the big plays because it's just too much going on at once for someone who is still well, pretty new to the well, play. And, and that brings up a good point, too, because you look at uh, the, the first couple games against Kent State. I want to point that one out specifically because OU and Georgia both played Kent State. And it's not me saying Oklahoma's defense is better than Georgia, but you can say they defended them better than Georgia did. Oklahoma played good defense against UTEP in Georgia. I think part of the reason was because things were so simple. I think Brent Venables and them talked about it after the game. They weren't doing too much. They were just kind of, you know, being pretty basic, pretty vanilla. So uh, then once they kind of started to, you know, get more advanced, I think, you know, it became a lot on some guys. So, yeah, this year I think it'll be huge to kind of have uh, it all be – they already know the defense. Well, yeah, looking at what, Venables – uh, like at Clemson, he went from I think it was like low nineties yeah. his first mm -hmm. year to twenty four to number one. So last year, uh, we were I think one hundred somewhere in there. So a big uh, jump is due for sure. Hey, and let's and move on. Well, also go ahead. 
Oh, I was going to say another thing that hasn't talked about. I know OU fans don't like to talk about Alex Grinch anymore, but under year under year two under Alex Grinch, OU had a top 30 defense in the country. Why are, we're so not talking not, about Alex Grinch. We're not talking about him. Yes, but my point is, is that this defense is going to make a significant improvement, and we all can it is. expect you're right, you're right on that aspect. I just don't mention hey. those guys' names anymore. Yeah, hey. but that's fine. Yeah. Listen, listen. Besides the fact that we're we're deeper than we have been, let's talk about the other reason the secondary is going to be better. When you got more dudes on the line, your secondary doesn't have to be as talented. Now our secondary is more talented, but now we have dudes at the line a little bit more depth there too. That's going to just help the secondary. They're not going to have to cover as long. Yeah. So that's another area that's going to help. You talk about the defensive line. Yeah. I think Rondell Bothroyd is going to be – I mean, as far as guys on the, the ends go, he's really the only one I'd pencil in as a starter right now. And then the guy I really think – I really think our Mason Thomas will be the guy this year. He put on, what was it, 20 pounds, and uh, Miguel Chavis says he's more twitchy now. So just having him – uh, being able to make that leap. I mean, he said that he he feel like he feels like he can move some guys now. So I think that'll be huge. I mean, he was a this is his first spring uh, ball uh, in college. He was a not an early enrollee, so he came in the summer and he worked his way at the depth chart, and I think he'll continue to do that. But looking at that room as far as defensive ends go, it's also got some good quality depth, which I think is is good to see. Yeah, yeah last year it was what three, four, maybe five guys. That well, yeah. Rotation the entire year. He wasn't found after the Nebraska game. I, I yeah. don't know what it was, but and he he was talked to um a couple of days ago or last week, and he he said that now that there's more depth, it, he's kind of like, oh, I I got to get working. I think it brings a sense of, sense of urgency to guys like Reggie, Reggie Grimes. Grimes, maybe Ethan. Grimes. Davis. There's all these new guys in there. PJ Adebore, who's longer than Monday afternoon, as Miguel Chavis would say. You get all those guys in there, it's just going to make the guys that were already there have to work even harder. It's just competition. And and it just – in the Venables defense, it works better. You look at the Clemson. uh, They were never going on four or five defensive linemen, and that's their rotation for the entire season. They're going 10 to 12 a game. They're constantly switching, getting guys rested. They're 100% every single snap. And that's what – that's how a defensive line is going to create pressure. I mean, you can't have these – uh, guys yeah. running 20 consecutive plays on defense and expect them to be able to make a play in the backfield. That's just well, crazy. And, and that goes with the linebackers too. But you look at your defensive end room, you have a guy in Jonah Laulu who started a couple games last year. And I think the fact that you can take him and move him to the defensive tackle, I think it shows that you have confidence in your defensive end room, what it is right now. Yeah, and I, and I think on the defensive line, the question mark is the interior defensive line. Because outside of Isaiah Coe, you, you can't tell me who's going to be the second starting guy. I mean, obviously, we, we all could guess it's going to be Jordan Kelly due to experience and everything. But, I mean, you know, can Grayson Halton, can he get in? Can he get up that extra 15 pounds this offseason? Jacob Lacey. Jacob Lacey's got yeah, experience. Jacob Lacey. Is Derek LeBlanc. Derek LeBlanc. They got dudes there. Williams got to get healthy, but I think he'll be a, a, a contributor in that room. But yeah. then, like with what Hunter said about you can't have guys playing that many snaps. I mean, I really can't recall in Big Twelve play a time that Danny Stutzman and David Igwebu were taken off the field last year. And this year, it seems like you have Stutzman, Canick, and McKenzie. I think I, all three of those guys will get good time at linebacker. Yeah, what I what I think, just kind of what I've heard and kind of 
just listening to some interviews and stuff with, with even this guy. Uh, to me, one of the guys that's going to make the biggest jump on this defense is Kobe McKenzie. Yeah. This guy, and he didn't play at all last year, and part of the reason is he was learning the system. And I, I think we look back now kind of like a rearview mirror from last year. We all had the conversations after games. We're like, why is they're not playing any of the youngsters? And I think maybe it was because – they didn't know the system, and Venable's like, hey, this season, I don't want to throw them out there and just let them get burnt. Let's let them learn the system, play with what they had, and I think you're going to see it this year. These guys feel so much more comfortable. And, we, Jeremy, we talked about this a lot last year on the back, the back end of the defense. They played a lot of zone. You can't play zone good if you don't know what you're doing. And, obviously, they were in, out of position a lot last year. So now this year in that zone defense – We've heard Venable say it in the offseason. We've heard other people say it is their number one focus this year is stopping the run. We saw them get torched last year. TCU torched them on running game. Their number one thing is to stop the run this year. So I think we're going to see I, – I do think we're going to see a big jump in the defensive stats as far as rankings for sure. Yeah, you look at the schedule too. Like really, if there's not a – it's almost six non-conference games this year. So the jump should – because non-conference play, we were great. There, there was no denying that. Uh, I think everyone on here thought we were going a long way after we beat Nebraska 49 to nothing. Who, who do you all think right now – I mean, spring game's 19 days away. If you had a pencil in starting linebackers and Cheetah, who are you going with as those three positions? As far as like uh, – Danny Stutzman, about, Jaron Kennedy, and Dethon McCullough. Talk about who I think Point will stay against Arkansas State. Yes. Those same three guys. I, I would say I would say uh, Stutzman, Kennedy, and Harrington. Now, I actually am on board with that. But the now, guys, Harrington – and let me talk here. Harrington right now I think has the edge over McCullough. Because I line. Tell me why. Hey, Jeremy, do we want to get an argument right now? Sure. Jeremy, let I just me want to know where Brody heard it. Let me talk. Where did you hear that? Can you let me finish my sentence? Okay, that's only you. Okay, go ahead. Um, <laughs> let me talk. That's why I said it. That's why Brody, I said it. you talk, and then I want to talk. Justin Harrington right now has the edge over McCullough because he knows the defense. He's been in the system. He knows the cheetah position. Deshaun McCullough played linebacker and edge last year. Cheetah's more – Almost like a DB. Now, here, here's the thing. Justin Harrington, we've heard it every single year. And, I mean, I don't know. I, I think McCullough's on the field either way. I, I do think he beats out Harrington because I think the cream is going to rise to the top unless you're Justin Broyles. But, I, I mean, I think McCullough, he'll start. But I really think Harrington here, may, does make a big impact this game. Here's, here's what I say. is I, I heard Kerry Murdoch today on the radio talking about this exact same thing. And he was talking about Deshaun McCullough. And he said people have seen videos yeah. and, and everything about him, and it looks like he's got cement feet was what Kerry Murdoch said. And Kerry Murdoch said he thinks that too, watching him in person. He said – and th this is not in games. This is just on drills, okay? And But, but listen, either way, even if that's true, and Harrington is going to start at Cheetah, if you watch any of McCullough's tape last year, coming off the edge, rusher – they are going to play somewhat. Maybe it's in a pack. They're going to. He's going to play because he's so athletic. Let me add to that too, because uh, Teddy Lehman said it when he said that McCullough 
look, he does look kind of cement feeded, if, if that's what you said. But I think part of that is also because he doesn't know the defense. I think that's I agree. And two things he needs to do is just learn the defense and put on a little bit more weight. If he does that, I think he'll have a very good chance of starting. And another person who said it, if Jeremy wants to sit here and say, well, you don't know that – I mean, they're not in practice. Woody Washington's in practice, and he said it. McCullough looks a little slow because he doesn't know the defense. Jeremy, we can't hear you. We can't hear you, Jeremy. He's going on a run right now. We can't hear him. No, you're going to leave and join back. Leave and join back. Jeremy, what's hey, your? And, and did he just get on the main thing? Mine always does that. Well, just as you guys say, you know, I do think on the versus Arkansas State, Deshaun McCullough will start, right? But right now, Harrington probably is taking more first team reps because he knows the defense better. I think that's a well, fair conclusion we can all come to. I guarantee you, I, I really think McCullough starts. I don't know if it's at Cheetah. I think it will be. Could be at linebacker. Could be at a, a flex position like linebacker. Play some linebacker. Play some I, hey, hey, if they go to a defense where they play three backers against a heavy run team, it's going to be Canick, Stutzman, and McKenzie, in my opinion. If, if they don't play – it may, they could go to that package and yeah, not play. McKenzie will play a lot, but we got Jeremy back in here. Just go ahead and uh, – Can you hear me? Yeah, we can yeah, hear yep. you. Wait, People keep calling my phone, so I, it's annoying. Hey, Justin Harrington, I agree, knows the defense better. There he goes again. Someone calling his phone. <laughs> Jeremy, talk. Put your phone on do not disturb, Jeremy. We no, can't we can't hear, hear you again. So, we'll get, we'll get Jeremy back in here. Um, but but I'm the one that always messes up. Okay, Jeremy. Yeah. Uh, before hey, we get- before we hit record, uh, there was like five times that uh, Jake. Yeah, yeah. Before we get Jeremy back in here to get his thoughts, let's uh, uh, go ahead and check out Search Sports Network, SearchSportsNetwork.com. Uh, that is where you will find our podcast articles, everything we got. All kinds of Oklahoma content. It's been a big weekend for softball and baseball. Traber and Hunter have had you covered with that. We have uh, all kinds of things as far as sports and all that, uh, different sports. Again, this is a Oklahoma podcast, so uh, we are – I bet most of you are Oklahoma Sooners fans. If you want a simple way to find stuff about Oklahoma Sooners, you go right here and you click the Sooners page. Then you can just go check out our most recent article. And once you get to the article, what you want to do is you want to come right here and subscribe. This will notify you after uh, we post an article, post a podcast, post a double take, post a smoke room, post anything on our site. So, again, make sure you go check that out. That is surgesportsnetwork.com. Follow our Twitter. Subscribe to this YouTube. And, yeah, so uh, we got Jeremy back in here. Jeremy, uh, you good to talk now? Yeah, I'm good. Hey, I, I agree. Justin Harrington knows the defense better. Duh. He, he's been there for eight years. He should know the defense better. And second of all, He's a specimen. He's a beast. He always has been. I love Justin Harrington. I don't know why he couldn't get on the field the last three or four years. But I mean, there's no chance. There's there's zero chance Deshaun McCullough is not playing. He's playing. He may play the edge. And Jay, no one if he's, said so, he's not playing though. Jay, if he's so quick on the edge, he ain't slow footed. I promise you on the shuttle drill. I promise you. Maybe, D, maybe as in like a DB position is, but hey. Would anyone on Jeremy? Jeremy, real quick, Jeremy, Jeremy, what's the shuttle drill? Do you know? Yeah, actually, I do. 
What is it? You want me to show you right now? I got yeah. Cones. Show me yeah, right now. Get let's out your cones. It. I want to see it. I'm not going to do it right now. It has to do with it. quickness. What is it? Explain it. It has to do with quickness. Explain it to me. Uh, it's called you're show explain. your feet, bud. So you're going side to side. Yes. What happens when you rush? Do you go side to side or upfield? You go upfield. Okay. Okay. Moving on. Hey, would anyone on here actually be disappointed if Justin Harrington won the cheetah position job? No, I'd be all for no. it. Like Terry said, dude's a specimen. But as Kane, long as as long as McCullough's on the yeah. field, yeah, the that's my biggest thing. That holds me back from Justin Harrington is last year we heard it in spring too. Justin Harrington, after he came back from being suspended, whenever he left the team under the previous staff, oh my gosh, he's so athletic. He's this freak of nature. Well, he's got to put it. It doesn't matter what what you do in practice if it doesn't count in game. Well, practice is. Last year they had him playing safety too, so I think yeah, now that we, we have a practice all American on the other side of the ball by the name of Marcus Major, and we all know how that uh, has turned out so far. It's you got to be able to do it in the real games. And if Barnes yeah, is hurt, which he was on a scooter, so I mean it'll be interesting to see how substantial that is. But I'm sure we'll start there's plenty of time before day one. Yeah, and I'm, I'm saying what I was going to say is if Barnes is hurt. We're just going to hear more. Marcus Major looks like the guy. We're just going to hear more of that. I think he'll be a good running back three behind uh, Barnes and Sawcheck. I really do. Um, he's just oh, and and as good. you know, speak, speaking of injuries, it seems like there's just – go ahead, Brody, finish, finish. Um, no, you got it. I didn't even Okay. Well, speaking of, of the injuries, you know, there's two offensive tackles hurt. You have two tight ends hurt right now. Um Javante Barnes sounds like just got hurt. And obviously, there probably will be more in injuries in spring. So I think it really is going to test the depth. And speaking of depth, the wide receiver room, guys, we've heard it. It's been competitive all of spring so far. So I don't know if you got – I mean, if you guys have an opinion on who will start. But I do tr truly think by day one of the regular season, DJ Graham will be one of the three starters. I – now, I wrote about him uh, last yeah. week. That starting seems a little much to me. I don't really see that as a possibility, but I do think he will be on the field because, I mean, we all saw it with his catch against Nebraska. Emmett Jones has talked him up highly. He, Emmett Jones recruited Graham out of high school. So I do think he'll be a contributor in that wide receiver room. I wouldn't go to the extent to say starting. Um, but, I mean, he talked about it himself. He's got a, a, a lot to kind of – you know, it's more just kind of getting it back. I mean, he played DB for, what, three years? So, yeah. I Jordan's think, already set on the receiver. Well, I'd say two of them are set. But I, I, for third, sure. Two are for sure. The well, third – For part, sure is for, Farouk and Stoops aren't getting passed up. I promise you. I promise you that too. But the, the one – to me, is it Andrew Anthony or Nick Anderson? Those are the two guys I think. Yeah. I, I think Nick Anderson gets it. And yeah. but with with Andrew Anthony, it's going to be Anderson. Oh, sorry, but with Andrew Anthony, it's interesting too because I don't know if you guys have seen it, but he's working uh, punt returns, which to me, I like that. I like that a lot. You guys know, you got someone at punt return. You want to get their ball, the ball in their hands. So maybe they. Yeah, I'm extremely anti having starters uh, returning kicks. Uh, you saw last year we had Billy Bowman. Returning, I can't remember if it was a punt or a kickoff. Kickoff, yeah, and like four weeks. Uh, and there's well, no reason 
you have depth and you have guys that are insanely fast to not put a backup that's not going to play anywhere else there. My right. thing, though, my thing is, okay, you, I agree with you, Jeremy, on Stoops and Farouk and stuff, but if, if you recall last year, you know, Levy loves that little reverse to Stoops. It's like a, it's like a quick – almost like a, a pass, but it's a run. But to me, if you're going to do that, that's when you put Anthony in that position because Anthony can fly. Maybe you yeah, don't I, use Stoops as much in that in that role. More of a, No, Jay, I agree. And one thing we're not talking about, OU receivers have to know how to block. If there's a guy that's not blocking well, they're not going to play a lot in this system. You're right. And speaking they of do that. So, they do so many flare screens to receivers and backs that you got to be blocking downfield to be on this team. Mm-hmm. And another another guy who you're uh, you're not gonna if you want to say buzz, which the offseason spring and all that I I, I don't know, but uh, one of the guys I think you'll start to hear his name be talked up come fall camp is Jacquez Petaway. I saw something where he like ran a really good time. The dude can fly. He kind of reminds me of Meter. I think is yeah. You look at last year with R. Mason Thomas. I mean, no one was hyping him up at spring training or at. Uh, spring camp because he he wasn't there and then uh, with Petaway I mean his speed like you can't teach that speed like, like a dude that fast with that much talent I think he he will see the field in some form or fashion I don't know if they throw him out there and say hey go return kicks but or maybe like a Gavin Freeman type thing where they run a couple plays for him but I do think he'll find a way to contribute in that wide receiver room but uh, yeah I think it's there's a lot of depth I'm not concerned about it at all it's just more of a see who the actual guys are like see like I know you have the guys that can do it I just want to see them do it for the love and of then, God can we put Davis Bevel behind Jackson Arnold please he yeah. is going to Jackson Arnold will be in second change it now change it because I will say from some things I've seen okay Jackson Arnold is clearly the best QB in this room Okay. I know. I don't think all of you are shocked by this. Not rocket not science, here. Copernicum. No. I, there's no. not much of a competition from what it sounds like. No. I mean, has taken a step up, too. I think we're getting to that time where Gabriel's named the starter. I mean, listen to Jackson Arnold himself talk, and he, it sounds like they, I mean, a lot from what everyone said, it sounds like Gabriel's the guy this year and Arnold's going to learn behind him. But I mean, at the end, at the end of the day, it's just great to have Arnold behind him. They but will listen, have a package guys, for Jackson Arnold. Jackson Arnold guys, will play this year. Package, but hey, go back to Gabriel's career. How many seasons has he made it through without being injured? That's not many, guys. None. I'm gonna say it right now. I think if Jackson Arnold, if Gabriel gets hurt, I don't think he starts another game. I, I couldn't see Jackson Arnold getting in and giving it up. And, but, and guys, there's no it. doubt. There's no doubt. Last year. The way the offense was ran, the way Gabriel didn't really run, they knew if he got hurt, they were screwed. Well, they can run it more this year, and that's what I'm saying. They can. You have a backup. You have Arnold there now that that can take the reins. So there shouldn't be any holdback on anything like well, that. Well, hey, you, go ahead. If Gabriel struggles at all at home this year, like where we're down Who by worked? a couple possessions, oh, yeah, yeah he, he's not Arnold. playing again. It, it, it it's not going to happen. It's going to be the same situation we had two years ago. Uh, he's not going to play again because as soon as Jackson Arnold gets on the field as the starter at that point, uh, he's not giving up the position. And everyone everyone said, it. I mean, the dude just has the like the it factor. 
And I, he's the t- he seems to me like the type of guy that once he gets on the field, he's not giving it up. But he's talked about it himself. Like the biggest thing has just been the game's much faster. Like as I mean, not really certainly like pace as far as like running a lot of plays, but it's just faster in college. So I think once he's able to get adjusted to that, and I think Jackson said it at the beginning of the pod about Josiah Wagner at corner. You hear kind of this freshman buzz, and we're what a weekend of spring camp. I, that's all going to die down. Um, you always hear it with the freshmen. So once, I mean, what like right now they're not doing much at complex at all, and I think that's why you got guys like Wagner or whoever that are just well, looking really good. And well, you don't know. The argument to to that that the freshmen are more talented than any of the guys they've had on the roster previously as well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but that's, that's the biggest thing. more. I think the buzz about the freshman is just going to go down a little. Well, bit. I don't think you can kind of compare it to any other year because, really, you look at this class compared to any class we've had, and I don't even know how long. Like this class is so much better uh, since the two four seven era of tracking classes, the best class in Oklahoma history, and <laughs> uh, I've said it many times: this class from top to bottom is just so deep and. I think that's why it's pretty much every freshman that's at spring practice right now has a positive buzz around them. Well, and all the, the past, when you had the great recruiting class, it's very scattered with its skill positions big time. Yeah. And, and that's yeah. really where it's at. Other than that, the classes weren't great. So this is different because you built depth, like in the defensive backfield, exactly. it's not just, or on the defensive line, it's not just a receiver, a running back, and a quarterback, you know? Yeah. So. Well, 19 days, guys. We'll, we'll, hopefully you guys are all there. Our fans uh, won't be seeing you there at the spring game in, uh, in Norman on April 22nd, 2 o'clock. Be exciting to see uh, Jackson Arnold live in person. Looking forward to it. Yeah, and just seeing it all, the Kyler Murray stuff and all that, we can't wait to get uh, the, the spring game. We can't wait to get there. No, hold on, hold on. But, Zach yeah, we'll, Ryan. Dude, I don't even start on that. That is yeah, the yeah, worst thing. Too, Hunter. I'm not going to lie. I, that I is the yeah. worst thing. And uh, mentioning that, uh, I know Jackson mentioned it earlier, the lack of depth that tied in. I know it was a joke, but General Booty. injuries stay around. Uh, General Booty I, might be having to make the switch level, to tight end. Booty might play the tight end. I yeah. don't understand why they haven't thrown level that idea out end, with Neville. Because we saw him try to get uh, out of the pocket last year. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, spring game, we'll, we'll talk – I'm sure we'll talk a lot more about it uh, in the next 19 days on our all of our podcasts. But, uh, yeah, it, it's going to be uh, fun. Hopefully it's a huge crowd. Um, but another – like, speaking of huge crowds, this weekend Oklahoma took on Texas in softball, um, and it was uh, a sweep. So, uh, Jeremy Jackson and Braden have talked about it on this YouTube channel. Traber uh, uh, wrote some articles, uh, uh, two of them. Um, about the softball games you haven't, go check those out, uh, again, on surfsportsnetwork.com. But, uh, guys, uh, was anyone actually 1% subscribe or some surprised by what happened this week? I think we all thought Oklahoma was going to destroy well, I mean, They are who they thought I mean, we were. They're well, yeah, after what Mike White said, I think we all knew that that, I mean, that was coming. He poked the bear, well, if you will. Obviously, the, the Saturday game was kind of a little bit concerning, I would say, going into the bottom of the seventh. Obviously – I wouldn't say I thought he was going to lose. I was a little bit maybe nervous because, you know, it's three to one in the bottom of the seventh. And I mean, really, I mean, 
if OU doesn't have Jada Coleman, this may sound like a captain obvious statement, but they don't win because she is made debatably the most clutch player in all sports right now. I mean, you talk about it last year in the in the in the College World Series several times against Texas in the national yeah. championship. She made huge plays to give OU the momentum back. You talk about it. She stepped up clutch several times this year. She hit that game tying home run. Not many players in all sports are as close are as clutch as Jada Coleman. Yeah, and she just has that it factor, the energy with her. I mean, when she does it, it's like how Baker Mayfield was when he won the Heisman yeah. at OU. It's just the energy surrounding them. It, it makes the entire team better, and that's what happened. And really, uh, on Saturday's game, I, I don't know. Maybe it was kind of a sick April Fool's joke to Texas because OU going into the game, I think they had like six or seven errors all year, and that game they had two that were costly, allowed runs to score. Grace Lyons uh, – best defensive shortstop in all softball, had an error that game. It was just uh, an off game, but they still pulled it through against the top 10 team. Yeah, here's the deal, too. I mean, you can I, – I, I was I would not have been a surprise if they would have lost one of those three games. You're playing a top 10 team. And and they could, they're going to lose a game again. They, nobody's going to beat them in a series. They're, it's not going to happen. They're not going to lose two out of three games. It, it's just not because – all you have to do is go look at their lineup. And when I watched the games this week, every stinking batter was in the 400 batting average. It's, it's insane. And another thing is, you watch some of these other teams, they may have one or two girls that can that can hit it out of the yard. OU, from top to bottom, can go yard. I mean, it's and instant then, offense. You're not going to keep them down two out of three games. I would be, I, I would be very shocked if they don't win the whole thing again because of that. You, it's going to be very tough to beat them two out of three games. Yeah, and there's also a stat that I saw this morning on Twitter. I think I believe OU versus top 25 teams right now. Their batting average is 398, and against top 10 teams, it's like 419. That's exactly. wild. 419 against top 10 teams in the country. That's almost 50 percent of time. 50 percent of the time, you have someone getting a hit. On base. I don't know if it was Haley Lee. Was it Haley Lee that hit the one like 400 yards? Haley Lee is yeah. going to be like Jocelyn Allo. I hate to say that. It's hard that to compare. No. Oh, I never want to hear a comparison. I, I did Olo. just compare it. And Jay, your comment was dumb. It's going to be really tough to beat them two out of three. It's impossible. It's impossible for them to lose two out of three. It's not impossible. That impossible. is impossible. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. I said life. it. Yeah, that's dumb. Impossible. I would bet my entire everything that they don't no. lose two out of three. Jeremy, the Jeremy only, go look up right now on your phone what, what the word impossible means. Go that's, look it up. Hey. It means it can't happen. It can't. Jeremy has it to give up prize picks for the rest of his life. Hey, 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 hey. I guarantee you, oh, you could pitch Kirsten Dio all three games and no one would still beat him. Uh, that's that's too much, I would say. Well, it can't happen. Talk about losing. Uh, two out of three, and Jay said it. He thinks they'll win the national championship. Uh, I think the only way they don't is if they drop one early in the College World Series before it's to the finals. Because if you lose one there, then it's win they out did that last the rest year. Of the way, no, they didn't. And Not they last still year. won. Yeah, they did. That was in the second part. I'm talking about in the first, like lose the first game, and then they did. They did like two years ago to that team. Okay, two years ago. They did two you said years ago. 
James Madison and last year they lost yeah. right before the finals too. But they lost yeah. to James Madison the opening game of the series. Two years okay, ago, Jay. and they won. It. That was they two years ago, Jay. I know. And they yeah, still won. Absolutely no sense. Sometimes. Uh, I don't no, you're saying that that's the only way, Hunter. You're saying that's the only way they would lose, but they did it two years ago and they won. No, again, I, I don't even know why I'm arguing. He's with saying you on this that's because the you're only making no sense. They're going to have to no, argue with the yes. brick wall right now. You're arguing with the brick wall. I agree wall. with yes. you, Hunter. That is the only way. I agree with that. Last year they're they not lost gonna... to UCLA in the game that you win, you go to the championship. So yeah. that was different because then they played them again that same day, run ruled them. I was uh, there. I was there. Yeah. I, I, what I'm getting at is they would have to lose like the first or second game to then you have no wiggle room at all. You cannot lose yeah. again. And you're playing another. It's not the same team. That's the problem with, with when they're playing the same team in a three game series, they're not going to lose. There's no way. No team is beating them twice. Hey, what, well, what's, well, what's the biggest difference right now too is that OU doesn't have just one star pitcher or two they have three. Oh yeah that's a huge difference hey what's more likely what's more impossible Jay uh the Sooners losing uh and not winning the national championship in softball or Porter Moser actually keeping a player well and you look at that I mean you look at their starting lineup from the uh first game I think there's a really really good shot that none of those guys are turning Sherfield, Nolan, Jacob Gross, Tanner Gross, and Jalen Hill. And Hill entered today, which uh, to me is not that big of a surprise, except for the fact that he waited a while. Um, I'd expect him to go to a really big school. And it's a uh, big surprise because bro, what came uh, out of well, his mouth, I mean, Brody? Considering hold on, hold on, hear me, hold on, hold on. Oh, you through and through. Hold on, Brody. You expect him to go to a big school? What, what kind of school are you expecting him He's to He's going to go the Brady Manic route. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, Jay he is. I, I, you, you, you're the one who bashed him all this time. I oh, never bashed Jalen No, I'm talking, I'm talking about what? Bro, both of you. What? Both of you. You always did. Bro, hey, you, you need to look up what bashing means, okay? If you put Jalen Hill about him, I didn't bash what? him. Jay, do you even know what bashing is? Why is he playing? I never said he wasn't good. Well, never said he wasn't. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Jay, you said it in the tech game at the beginning of the year. Jay, what I'm trying to say is that if you're asking Jalen Hill to give you over 10 points, that's right. He's not the guy. It, but if he goes to a big team and he's a defender, um, you know, he can do all the little things. He'd be great. I'm going to be honest. He'd be great in that position. But, hey, bro, Brody. he's not going to another team to do that. He's going to another team to be a score to try to grow no, it, Jay. No, yeah. Jay, he's Brody. out to the NBA. Is going he to be wants to win the natty. He's going to a big school. He's, he's going, going to UNLV. Hey, go to like Jay and Brody. You're an idiot. You're Jay an idiot. and Brody. Why is he leaving? To go to a bigger school. Why? I thought, I thought he said he left. Here's why he's leaving. He's, he's leaving because Porter Moser. Listen, he's leaving because one hundred percent, he's leaving because of Moser. That's not what it is. It yes, is. it is. It's because the dude wants to be guaranteed a chance to play an NCAA tournament. Can you blame him? Why, and why, well, why is that? Because of Porter Moser. Porter Moser coaches OU. He hasn't gotten to the NCAA tournament. This is okay. And guess what? My Porter Moser is not going to go next year either. His job depends. His job depends on if they land y'all on Traore, and they're in. 
a solid spot. And if I got a question for Brody. I, mean, I got a well, question for Jeremy Hunter. I'm actually, they've been contacting very big pursuing him. He's their like their number one target. Make right it now. quick because I got to go to a soccer game. Yeah. Okay, like, let me let me ask you a question. This Before I go to a soccer game, let me answer Dude. this. Dude, hey Jackson Brody or Jackson Jeremy and Hunter. This is I know y'all are more let, on the Porter Moser hate than me and Brody. So let me start. Let me start with it. Okay, Jeremy. What is the difference in these guys leaving than the and, and getting weeded out as compared to Venables weeding guys out like David? I say Hill was weeded out. Nolan Cortez, okay. I wouldn't say Hill was weeded out. I, I asked Jeremy, what's the question? What, I'm gonna tell the you the major difference right now. The guys that have left OU in basketball have gone on to play great at great schools. Brady Manick, Alondis Woman, in big time programs. The guys they weren't Porter Moser guys, Jeremy. So give Wait, me a, I'm, I'm talking about the guys. Manic, Williams, the guys you you said, they are not Porter Moser guys. Yeah. So did Porter Manic Manic play Moser? Right really Porter Moser recruited guys he's lost are Austin Mason and Joe Bamasil. So hey, hey so, so hey, hey, Brody and Jay, tell me, tell me someone he weeded out in football, Jay. David Aguebu? He didn't he wasn't recruited by BV. He wasn't a Venables guy, Jay. You're making another one of your dumb comparisons. Let's hear it. What Ashton Sanders? No, not him. The, the defensive line is on the roster. Hey, not Jay. Sanders, the other defensive lineman. Um, before I go to a soccer game, Jay, let me say this. Jalen Hill stayed. He was a Kruger guy. He stayed and gave Moser a chance. And he's jumping ship, which tells you one thing. He doesn't like Moser. Okay, but answer this question. He gave him a chance. He gave him a chance, and he's leaving. Jeremy, Jeremy, answer this one question right here. Anyone who actually knows a thing, and that is not the case right now. Jeremy, answer this question. I want Jeremy Hunter and Jackson answer it one by one. You don't have to get into detail. With Cortez, listen. With Cortez, Nolan, Hill, and Bamasil, if they would all came back this year, do they make the tournament? No. Yes. Not with Porter Moser as a head coach. Jeremy, do they? <laughs> Jeremy, yeah, I guess they? it I guess it depends on how the other guys are, but no, Jeremy, yeah. do they? Yes or no? Is Moser the coach? Jeremy, do they? Yes or no? Not under Moser. Okay. Don't know. Yes or no, Hunter? Oh. Hunter. Jake. Do you Hunter. both no, Jake. Jake, yes. on your list. At the end of the day, you can look at it in a way where now they can bring in another transfer guy. That's right. That's right. Okay. And they're not going to land anyone. Johan Traore, Jeremy. Awful I the you don't know who he is. Who? You don't hey, know who Johan Traore is. Hey, guess what? He's going to talk to Johan Traore. He's five star. Five star. Hey, he's going to talk to Jaywin Hill. He's going to talk to Jaywin Hill, and Jaywin Hill is going to tell him how bad Moser is, and he will not That's come not to him. Hill's leaving. Yes, it is. Why else would he leave? He's as loyal as loyal gets to the university. not why Jaywin Hill's leaving. Jalen Hill's leaving because he wants to go somewhere where he can make it to the NBA. Playing at Oklahoma as in his role, he's never going to make the NBA. Let's face it. If he goes to Kansas and does what Kevin McClure did, not even that. If he Here's, goes to Kansas, starts as a four, and just plays great defense, he can go to the NBA. You can't do that at Oklahoma. Here's the reality. Here's the reality. Of the right here. You can't do it. Here's the reality. The okay. That's not what it is. Jaylen Brody, Hill's stop. Brody, stop for a second. The reality is this. Jalen Hill was Porter Moser's dude. He was he loved Jalen Hill. And Jalen Hill's leaving. Here's the deal. Porter Moser, this is it for Porter Moser this year. Period. Okay? Uh-huh. If he doesn't make the tournament or if they have a bad year, the guy's gone. I mean, he yeah, knows it too. I doubt it. So no, he he is. He's got to have a good year this year. So mm-hmm. we're going to see if the guy's going to be a good coach or not because he's got to bring in a 
Yeah. A roster turnover, and he's gonna have to get good guys out of the portal, or this season's gonna be a dumpster fire. Let's be honest. Yeah, it will be. He's gonna have another year in the Big Twelve and he's no, this, this to me, this is and, it. And then still not make the tournament in the Big Twelve. It's it's inexcusable. I don't get how you guys defend him so much. Uh, I'm not this no, team, I'm not defending him. This no, team's gonna no, continue also, to regress. So when they the win conference. three games this year, Brody better love every game. All right, Jackson, what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say, people forget. It goes right through their head or whatever that the Big 12 side in Houston. Houston, it's a conference. That just makes it even more hard to get to the tournament. At the same time, those three are not good teams. Here's my honest opinion. I guarantee you, Houston will will outplay OU their first year in the conference. Hey, this could all work out good. This could all work out good if Porter – does really good in the portal because if he gets guys that are better than B. John Cortez and C.J. Nolan and Joe Bamisil, then hey, it's good. Jay, and if he Jay. Lands, yeah, Jason. Yeah, Hunter. Out on this roster. Yeah, Hunter. Uh, when did he do well in the portal? The past two years he, he's been here. I don't think he's he, done well in the portal. That's the problem. Yeah. So, so why is it going to change this year? Why is it going to change after you've regressed? I didn't say it was and worse. I didn't say it was. I'm saying it has to if they want to be good. It has to, all right? Okay, so we can move yeah. on to baseball. We can move yeah. on to baseball. Yeah, it was a great weekend at Eldale Mitchell Park. Uh, split the series with Stanford after Thursday. Uh, just watching it, waiting to publish the article. Yeah, longest game in the pitch clock era, I would say. Uh, Sooners gave up 23 runs to Stanford, lost by 12. And then Friday night, they shut out Stanford, won two to nothing. And then Saturday they won six to five. Uh, really like what you're seeing. Braxton Dotha is he might end up being the Friday starter. He might be the Sooners' best pitcher. Uh, he another shutout against Stanford. Uh, and and you, you we've talked about OU softball and how like the entire team hits uh, 400. Now baseball 300 is the magic number. And you look at Stanford. I think they had one player under 300 and it wasn't like a oh it's a Mendoza line player it's like a 270 280 player uh yeah you can see why that team put up 23 runs on Thursday night and then you had Dothit go out there and be able to completely shut them down so when you're playing the seventh ranked team in the country you you need to for really just win one and splitting the series is I mean, I, I couldn't be happier, really. It would have been nice to win the whole series yesterday, but when you're playing a team like Stanford, uh, the bats are going to come alive at some point when uh, Toby said it on the radio broadcast. They have, I think they, I don't know if they lead the country or not, but they've scored 56 runs in the first two innings this year. And in the, fir- in the two games that OU won, we held them scoreless in those two innings. So when you, you can only do that for so long. Like yesterday, they scored in the first inning. So Stanford, really good team. Really like what you're seeing. Bryce Madrin's finally uh, – I, I can't believe he didn't win Big 12 Player of the Week this week. Uh, he batted 600 on the week, 9 for 15, with two home runs and a triple. And mm-hmm. finally, he he leads the nation of walks. So his on-base percentage is like 475. He bats 263 now. Uh Really good week, and you really like to see that from him because last year at uh, Cowley here in uh, Oklahoma, he was 
he batted like 420, I think, with 20 homers and 25 stolen bases. So when you're going from the JUCO level to D1, it takes some time to get adjusted to the the better opponents, per se. And he's finally starting to do it at the midway point exactly. So if he can continue to stay hot and the team can get healthy, uh, they need Dakota Harris back. Uh, I'm losing hope on that happening. Uh, It's an injury that Skip doesn't know when he's going to come back from. Uh, It's one that he could come back or he could miss the whole season. So if they can get – The other day? What? He was doing some drills the other day, right? Yeah, I think so. So who who knows really? Like uh, they need to get him back. He's the best hitter on the team. But this team has a lot of talent. Really the only problem has been the bullpen. But, again, halfway point – you're starting this team was the same thing last year. They were a team kind of flirting 500, 500, 500, and then it was just like a rocket taking off, and they went on that stretch all the way to Omaha. So it's not getting any easier. Uh, you have Big 12 play this week. Uh, you're going to Baylor. And the biggest thing is you got to win the midweek games. They play ORU tomorrow in Tulsa. That's a really good team. They have 20 wins right now. You got to win yeah. it. It's well, they're a good team, but they're not a power five team. You got to beat them. Well, to me, when you're when you're playing a series, a four game series, especially against a really good team, th- those are tough because you're you're digging into your you know yeah fourth starter, and it really yeah. and that to me is the biggest difference in this year's team and last year's team is the quality. I think the quality pitching. Uh, well, yeah, last, you look I mean, at last year. So you had much. the so, entire weekend rotation was drafted. And the entire bullpen was drafted. So the chances last year of them winning two out of three were a lot higher than they are, you know, in a series. But yeah, that's that's the biggest thing is you have to avoid sweeps. They finally ended the six game losing streak. That was a tough stretch. Uh, Kansas State's a pretty good ball team. Uh, Wichita State were just cursed. I, I wish we would stop scheduling them. Like, I don't know if it's too late for Josie to change the schedule for next year and get them off of it. They got to do something because the SEC is yeah. big time. I mean, the baseball yeah. in the SEC. We we can talk about football, Every, basketball. It doesn't. I think baseball's me. better than the SEC. Baseball. I think I that's mean, the best I, sport. It's insane. It really is. So, I, I don't remember what his batting average is, but he might be the number one overall pick. I think I have it up here. Hey, you need to come next year to Arkansas when they play a series here. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Dylan Cruz at uh, LSU. Going to probably be the number one overall pick. Dude's batting 542 right now. Yeah, and you know like, you, Arkansas they're, they're, is like 22 and 5. Yeah, the, the SEC. And it's LSU just, just played – Tennessee was the number one team all year last year. Yeah. They played them. LSU swept them. Number one team yeah. in the country swept Tennessee at 10. Uh, it, it's just – it's crazy. So that's one thing. But that does help recruiting – uh, OU is starting to have a rise in MLB draft picks as well. So when you combine that with you're an SEC school now, it, it's going to help out because I, I can't really think of a bad SEC school in baseball. Yeah. Like no, it's, maybe it's Kentucky. Top like top to I, I don't know a bad one really. So yeah. baseball, uh, they got uh, Baylor this weekend, Thursday, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday off for Easter going to need to win that series on the road before heading back and next weekend's another big one at home texas tech so series you need to win two out of three in but 
This team really, the biggest thing, make the Big 12 tournament. I think you have to finish in like the top six, maybe seven. I can't remember on that. Make the tournament, and who knows? Uh, It would be nice to host a regional, but it's going to have to take a long uh, stretch of wins to get that done. Hey, hey, before we wrap it up, though, Mm -hmm. I got two questions for you all. One, is there a better women's college sports program than any than OU when you count gymnastics, basketball, softball? They're they're up there no. as far as women's sports. They're up there. I mean, who would you put above them? Nobody. Yeah, I don't know. I know Texas I mean, Alabama, is probably Alabama and LSU are really but... good. LSU is really good in women's basketball and gymnastics, but they're not as good in softball. But I mean, they're still OU, a ranked team in softball. They're pretty well, good. Yeah, they're still good. So SEC women's sports is going to dominate. I mean, it's it's crazy. My next question was going to be: Is anybody picking against UConn tonight? No, no. nobody. That, that team. I can't believe they didn't win by fifteen on Saturday. Really, uh, I'm shocked. Look, well, Miami yeah. got it till I think thirteen. Well, yeah. well, I mean, I'll, well, I mean, I have a question for you guys. Actually, what's that? I know that sounds like a wild question, but. Do you think that that Caitlin Clark can make an NBA roster? Uh, no. I don't I mean, think she can make an NBA roster. But listen, she could play men's college basketball. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and, and so you know, good. while we're on this subject, I got to kind of say something. A lot of people were ticked about the the Reese girl for LSU talking trash. Yeah, she okay? it's fine. It's fine. L- listen, Caitlin Clark Clark talked trash and and. It was fine. And you know what? Caitlin Clark, she didn't retaliate against this. I, I think it was hey. great. I think the trash talking is great. I actually watched the women's Final Four. I watched them both games. I can't say hey. that about the men's. I, I didn't. I didn't watch UConn-Miami. Hey, the, the trash talking is fine, but you know what's not fine? Kim Mulkey literally yeah. grabbing the referee. That's, yeah, the, that, that's, that's probably the worst we, ref game I've ever seen. We can walk out to half court with the more for tossing the ball out of the way of our team's huddle. Kaylin Clark gets a tech for that. Yeah. And did I y'all watch the game? Him no, it was at the OU game. Oh. I cannot stand the Texas softball coach. I cannot stand Bill Self. I cannot stand Joe, uh, Jim Calipari. I mean, John oh, Calipari. Hey, two yeah, things, real John, quick. I'm gonna John. I don't know. Hey, I got two things, and then I'm gonna stop talking. One, we're talking about rule changes. You've seen it in baseball. You've seen it all around. Men's college basketball. Two things. I would love to see the quarter system like women's. Okay. Second off, in women's basketball, college basketball, when they time out, call a timeout, they get the ball at half court. The men need to do that. Yeah. Uh, why, why is they kind of do after timeout? They do in the no. You can't advance the ball to half court. That's only in the NBA. You can. That's under two. You can in women's. Yeah, I thought that they get it at like not at half court, but close. No, no, behind the baseline. They need to change that rule. Yeah, I'm surprised they haven't. Uh, college baseball needs to get the MLB pitch clock. I was very anti-pitch clock before, but I was too. But I love it. It's great seeing two and a half hour baseball games. Yeah, great. I could turn on the Royals game, and it's like, I mean, I I would only sit there and watch for two hours. It was great. Um, but 
yeah, I think we covered everything in this podcast. I think we'll have a double take coming soon. Uh, yeah, so stay tuned. Again, if you have not, I mean, we were talking about baseball, uh, all kinds of sports. Talking about baseball, if you want to stay up to date with not just that, but all kinds of Oklahoma content, go to our site, Surge Sports Network. We have uh, not just Oklahoma content, but even more stuff. So, again, go to surgesportsnetwork.com, type in your email, subscribe to our site. We will greatly appreciate it. Um, but, yeah, uh, as far as this pod, we'll have another one next week uh, talking about um, more stuff. But, again, I think we covered everything, basketball, football, softball, whatever it was. Yeah, I think it was a good pod. Everyone, uh, make sure you subscribe. Uh, leave a review if you're listening on Spotify. And, uh, yeah, Boomer. Thanks for Peace. listening, Boomer. <laughs>